This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. This week on episode 264 of the Weekly Exchange, Nate and I get a little kooky as we talk about updates to humankind, Civilization VI, At the Gates, Dominions 5, and much more. So stay tuned. Welcome to the show. Good evening, Nate. How are you, sir? I'm I'm doing good. Pretty tired, but good, I suppose. You? Yeah. Yeah, it was a long weekend, but I'm good too. I'm excited to talk to you and discuss some Forex games and strategy games. Okay. Well, I say we don't keep the audience waiting and we just go right to it. So why don't you start us off with the first topic? Well, sir. Amplitude Mm -hmm. Studios has teased us with a tweet recently where it showed off some of humankind's nature and how the map looks rather natural. And Mm -hmm. it has like a nice little waterfall and you can see little animals around and it's pretty cool. It's a nice little teaser of what's to come and what we can expect from the strategy map of humankind and how realistic it kind of looks. It does have a nice... I really like the aesthetic. I think Amplitude Studios is always... um, really well when it comes to aesthetics so yeah that's of all the things that amplitude studio does that's probably that and the music and the narrative and the ui appearance though lately i'm starting to feel that there have been some misfires in es2 with the ui and i know that they're trying to address it but yeah like that's definitely a strong strong point like the ambient feel of the game for sure yeah, I would like to talk about it more, but we are in Yes, NBA me too. <laughs> so yes, we are. tell us about a game that we can talk about. Yes. So this is another game that, you know, like the more I look at it, the more I like the aesthetic of it. And that is Civilization VI. It has really grown on me. And in case I could not get my fill of the game on my PC, I can now get the same fill for lack of a better word, on <laughs> console. So the PS4 and Xbox got, I believe, the full versions of the games, as did the Switch. Now, earlier this year, I think it was in the summer, right, when I told you, like, go get it quick. You can get the Switch version for, like, 20 bucks or something like that. Yeah, I feel like it was around August. Yeah, but I remember that. Yeah, yeah like August. or it was, around, it was somewhere around, like, the summer sales that they were having. So the Amazon, I think, was having a big sale on it, like, July 4th, maybe, or something like that. So anyway, so I'm hoping that they also have a sale so I can pick up the rest of the game for my Switch. And I have it on my uh, iPad, so I want to flesh it out. But what's interesting is, like, the cost. It is, like, full price. And the version you have on your PC, you don't quite have on the Switch or the the iOS, but you do have it on the PS4 and Xbox without the mods. Or maybe they will introduce the mod workshop. Maybe they already have. I have. I don't have those versions, so I haven't had a chance to check. But uh, 4X is definitely spreading. I mean, Stellaris on the PS4, it's phenomenal. Looks great. Plays pretty well. But then again, it's an earlier version of the game. But they're going to try to catch that up too. Age of Wonders, Age of Wonders Planetfall as well, you know? So, very exciting. Very exciting times. Yeah, 4X is making headway onto the consoles. Maybe, mm-hmm. I mean, I, I feel like Civilization 6, so like, people that I talk to about 4X that don't know anything about 4X, when I mention Civilization, they're like, oh yeah, Civilization. That's a 4X game? And I'm like, yeah, that's a, that's a 4X game. So now you understand like the general, you know, idea of 4x and so it's pretty cool to see how civilizations made it mainstream and i believe that the more that these games come to consoles the more quote-unquote mainstream they'll get and maybe the more audience they'll have so absolutely i i have to agree with so speaking of twitter 
John Schaefer went to Twitter and he finally updated us on at the gate. So those of you who may remember back when you guys were talking about it, oh, I don't know, forever ago. And John had said that version 1.3 was being worked on back in like June, maybe even earlier than that. And we had expected version 1.3 way before now, but now he's saying he's had some family issues and he now is going to be looking at December. Now, I'm not going to be the guy who's going to sit here and complain, but I do feel like John Shaver's got a lot of excuses. I mean... I'm not going to defend him. I'll let him defend himself. But I will say this. As somebody that has a full life outside of the internet and video gaming, I certainly made plenty of excuses the last year. So I have no room to speak as to anybody else. But I completely understand. If somebody... I mean, he came across to me as a pretty honest person, pretty straightforward. So I just take what people say at face value unless they do or say something that makes me feel otherwise. And it it serves me well, and I have no intention of changing that. You know what I mean? Yeah, I certainly understand that. I just feel like his livelihood is video games and making them. So I feel like it would be like you just not showing up to work at your place of employment and being like, oh, I had some family issues. I deal with it on a regular basis and I don't get it. Like when I ask people why they do that, they just stare at me blankly. Like if they stare at me long enough, all of a sudden I will not want to ask him a question. So I just sit there and I wait until I get an answer and the answers I get are preposterous. So, well, let me end on this note and this is just my Mm. personal little rant, but this is Uh my point and this is how I feel. And this is how I feel very strongly in that Mm -hmm. John, if he is going through stuff, should update us. You know, it shouldn't take mm-hmm. five or six months for us to finally get a tweet of all things. And, mm. you know, and I, I totally, you know, I can understand having personal problems, family problems, any of that. I just feel like the guy is so anti-communicative that it's just getting in the way of making me feel like I can trust what he says. So mm. honestly, I'm not going to harp on it anymore because I feel like I've made it very clear how I feel about John and the way he handles his community. But I just hope that at some level, one day, he figures out a better way to communicate with us. The end. Moving on, we have Dominion's 5 news. And on November 27th, it's going to be the second anniversary of Dominion's Warriors of the Faith. A game we reviewed and we liked. Never Mechanically played. speaking and everything like that. Uh, graphically, mm, yeah, it's it's not an easy game to love. But I'm told that I should stop complaining about the graphics and just enjoy the game. And my usual answer is a big raspberry and other gestures of various importance. But um, on the 27th, and now again, this is a very, very small group, like tiny. And they've been taking care of it. The the developer has been handling this game. And like it's a passion project. And all the content, you buy the game. And pretty much all content for that version of the game is free. So on the 27th, there are going to be two brand new nations introduced. That, again, are going to be free. The End and the, uh, End, the Magnificent Kingdom of the Exalted Virtue. And Naba, Queens of the Desert. And... Uh, the Nabar are going to be uh, basically very good traders or shysters or however you want to call them. And they are inspired by pre-Islamic Arabic kingdoms. Now, what's really, really interesting is that Dominions 5 has a lot of the mythology that's all based on like actual religions, very small and large religions. There's stuff that comes from fiction and alternate history. So it's all kinds of stuff. It's a lot of effort goes into that. That's definitely solid lore. And then the end is, it's interesting, it's a religious, it's a religious faction where pretty much everybody, it would be almost like, almost like space movies, like the chaplains and the librarians and stuff like that, where everybody's a hero, everybody's a priest, all, every priest is a bishop. I'm just reading what's here. Every noble is a king. So it's, it's very interesting. It's, this game has pretty solid mechanics. The AI, 
That's a question that somebody else can answer. But the mechanics are solid. The gameplay is solid. The ideas are solid. The lore is solid. What what you're trying to do, it has a lot of very unique. Like a lot of times we're always complaining. It was the case with Troy. It was the case with you first, then with Troy, then back with you. We're always complaining that we get games that, and like, I mean, you, you just said it last week. Oh, I want games that have a goal. And have an end game. I'm trying to achieve something so I can feel like, okay, I've played it, I've beaten it, I can move on to another playthrough or whatever, right? And we're often left disappointed. Well, Dominions 5 is one of those games that actually has good goals. So, you know, it's solid. I like a lot of the stuff. And maybe one day, you know, the dev will do enough business to be able to afford somewhat better art. But that's my personal pet peeve. And I'm pretty sure that I'm going to be told some not so nice things about that so yes i won't be one of them well, that's all you. i can say <laughs> so okay. i appreciate it no worries well in other news of of a game that's a little bit better to look at mm-hmm. age of wonders planetfall had its revelations expansion released this past week or the week before mm-hmm. that i don't remember what day someday it was it's tuesday okay and and you were correct it was on tuesday I thought it was Thursday, but I was confusing it with another game that I shall talk about a little. Right. So my review posted on Tuesday as well, and Mm -hmm. I am happy to report that I enjoyed it a lot. I think that the, for what I think I said this before, but for the most part, the the expansion itself is actually really good if you really liked Planetfall to begin with. But if you didn't, it's not going to change your mind, and that's basically what I said in my review. The Stegosaurus patch that came out with it was Mm -hmm. pretty pretty good it had a lot of balance changes a lot of quality of life stuff that really was cool and then it added some orbital relay stuff and a few other game mechanics which were pretty cool but again it's not enough to change your mind if you weren't really a big fan of planet fall mm. see. what do you think about the price though yeah well so it we were wrong um it was not 20 dollars. it was 15 which i think okay. is a more palatable price point absolutely but absolutely yeah, I think actually in, in retrospect, when I thought about it more with the anomalous sites and then the NPC back, I mean, I just, I believe $15 was an appropriate price point. So I'm okay with it. And it seems to be doing pretty well. It's at a 94% positive review rate on Steam, which is a pretty mm. good, pretty good review. I rate. think personally, I think $10 would have been better. But to offset it, at least at the time of recording, they're having a sale on the game where you get off. The base game for thirty three percent off. So you know, I mean, yeah. So you're basically getting very palatable. Yeah, I mean that's the base game and the expansion for the price of what the base game normally is. So, yep, I would say that's yep. pretty good. And I, 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 like I said, it's my game of the year. So there's very few games that I've enjoyed as much as I've enjoyed Planetfall, even outside of Forex. Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm looking forward to our debates later on this year. Actually, what am I talking about? That we have like three weeks left of this year. Oh man. We don't have three weeks left. We have sorry. There's five, five weeks. weeks, maybe five, six tops. Yeah, we have to start discussing that. I don't know if you've also seen. We'll talk about this in a second, but we've been discussing the game of the decade. I'll talk about this when we. Oh get yeah, to I've it. been keeping track of that. I've been seeing. Yeah, how, have- how it moves in the Discord channel. Yeah, it's an interesting conversation. Yeah, let's talk about that a little bit later. But I have some really cool. Let's talk about that next week because we already have two interesting topics for today. Okay. So let's stay make that like our holiday topic. Stay tuned next week as we mm-hmm. discuss the game of the decade and the results from our survey. Yeah. Well, we've I've I pushed out a survey. If you guys don't know, there is a survey, and you can still go to a few places to get it, including our Discord. And if you would like to participate, please do so because at this at the last point that I checked, it was four hundred and eight replies. So we could do more. We got like 10 times that in members. We can get a few more people to participate. Yeah, I'd like to see it go over 500 because I feel like that would be a, at least a, a, a decent sample size. So come on down and please vote. All right, there you go. Tell me about right. Star Dynasties. All right, well, let me talk about the next game. This is actually really good news. So this is a title that we've been following for quite a bit called Star Dynasties. And um, you actually wrote up a piece on it a couple of days back where you did an interview a while before, so it'll be linked in the notes. And then you wrote a piece that Iceberg picked them up. So Iceberg will be publishing the game. And now Iceberg has a pretty good track record as far as um, 
putting out like 4x games now the 4x games themselves some of them have been good some of them have been have been so good some of them have been mediocre and they're trying to find the right titles but star dynasties is actually much more of a grand strategy and again we we got a couple of different we'll talk about another game later on that's also a grand strategy and this one takes a slightly different look at the grand strategy genre so it's it's a uh, send space another can I, can I brag a bit for a second uh, please do so this is only sort of known but I actually got Glenn Pauly and Iceberg together. I made it happen. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Congratulations I, to all of you. Yeah. No, I thought it was pretty cool because I reached out to their business development guy. I was like, hey, this game is looking for a publisher. I think you guys would be a good fit. Maybe you guys should talk. And then I gave them each other their emails and I made like a big email that was like, hey, here's Glenn. Here. And yeah, the next thing I know, they were like, we can't talk about anything anymore. And I was like, okay, I guess that means either they decided they didn't want to do business with each other or they're about to announce something. And then a few days later they announced it. So I thought it was really cool. I actually connected somebody. I feel like a pretty big hotshot. Just saying. Mm-hmm. There's a gunshot yeah. sound. That's you're, it. <laughs> you're the new cat, new sheriffs in town. Yeah, that's right. I like to call myself a headhunter. Head that's pretty awesome. Well, <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Speaking of games that I've done previews for, which happens to be something I've done a lot of lately, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I did a preview of Astro Exodus recently where we were actually given exclusive beta slots. Mm-hmm. And then, so how many people signed up for that? Uh, roughly 15, which is not nearly enough. But you know what? Honestly, I don't think too many people really enjoy beta testing. So I was mm. surprised that 15 signed up for that matter i expected a few but yeah 15 was all right and you know a few people didn't actually do what they were supposed to they were supposed to comment in the in the the article below but they didn't which is fine they, they were just like texting me on twitter and stuff They're like hey i i applied i'm like oh you were supposed to put your name on the the uh because that's how article. we track it yeah but it that being said yeah, they had a dev diary this week for combat, which I actually was able to show off a bit in my second episode of my Let's Play, my Let's Explore. Mm-hmm, so if mm-hmm. you want to check it out, it's a short little combat scene with me against a galactic menace with a few ships. And I'd say combat actually in Astro Exodus is real-time combat done right. It's slow, mm-hmm. which gives you time to you know make movements and actually do some like maneuvering and tactical thinking. And I think also, too, what's cool about it is that the the graphics themselves and the representation of weapons and all that stuff, they all, it feels good. It looks good. So that's what combat's about. And if you wanted to read about it, you can just click on that note right there, down there, and, and read about the dev diary. And then go on to my Let's Play and take a look at it in video form. Absolutely. And don't forget to like, leave a thumbs up, share it. You know, we need the clicks with subscribe. the upcoming and subscribe. Absolutely. With the upcoming, whatever is going to be banned apocalypse from YouTube or <laughs> 40,000 per incident apocalypse from YouTube or whatever it's going to be. Cope apocalypse. Oh my God. YouTube. Oh, YouTube. What have you done? Look, look what you made the politicians do. And I'm so glad we don't rely on that for any income whatsoever. I mean, how much does it pay out? Like buck fifty or something like that? Uh, a year, yeah. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's sad. Sad. Anyways, let's talk about something happy. So, let me ask you a question. As a, as a preamble to this bit, what is one of the things that, as Explorminate or as veteran gamers, that we're constantly asking from developers, not publishers or anything, but the developers, what, what or fans or players, what do we always ask developers besides lots of free stuff? <laughs> yeah, I was about to say, uh, I think for the most part, we just want them to make sure their games are solid. Like, you know, I think we're asking that they do QA right, they open beta tests and Stuff like that, mm-hmm. but but I what mean, else? That's... There's another really big thing though. Besides, again, I'm just repeating free stuff because we always ask for free stuff. So that's well, the, that's the third most important thing we ask for. But what's the fourth most important thing we ask for? Maybe that they just take their time and do things right. 
you know, like exactly. some rush things. And exactly. We'd rather have, you know, I don't remember who it was. It may have been Miyamoto or something. One of those like huge Nintendo people. And mm-hmm. they said that a... It was Miyamoto. Yeah, was it? So that, that basically, you know, a, a released game early will always be a crappy game. But if you take the time to make the game right, then, you know, that will live on forever. So something to that effect. Maybe you know the exact quote, but it was something. The exact quote, I do not know, but it sounds a little bit like you only get a chance to make a first impression once. Right, exactly. So The Japanese version of it. Right, and it it was basically that if you push a game out too fast and it ends up being a crappy game, it'll it'll always be a crappy game. And this was said back in like the days where we weren't patching games as much, and it's probably a little less relevant now, but... It's still, oh no, it's, unfortunately, it's still relevant. And that's what this news item is about. So this is Dev Diary number 161 from Stellaris. Now, they're not releasing like mechanics and all this new content. What they're saying is, is they're, they're actually pushing back the Federation DLC expansion, whatever you want to call it, to early 2020. So probably January, February. And the reason they're pushing it back is because they've been listening to the community. And as they say, we listen, we see, we don't always comment, which is like, okay, I get it. But how do we know that you listen and see if you don't comment? <laughs> right, <Okay>. exactly. <laughs> right? It's, it's a one-way communication. <coughs> <It's like> us. <coughs> <I'm sorry. laughs> I, didn't, I, I didn't hear what you said. It sounded like sneeze, sneeze. Yep. So, or cough, cough. So... It's like we're screaming into the wind and hoping that it makes it some way. So what they did is they said that the Federation mechanic needs more work. And instead of releasing it in December, right before the holiday break, where every time they do that, it's just a disaster in the making. They're going to hold it off on it. They're going to keep working it, make sure it works well. And and like... um, address a bunch of comments that people have as far as the gameplay, like mid-game slowdown and things like that. So they're going to keep working on all those things. And uh, they did a little teaser picture because this is just an update that, hey, we're working on, we're going to do really, we're going to try to do really good on this, you know, give us, you know, just don't give up on us yet. Stellaris is amazing. We're going to make it the best game ever. So, you know, I like hearing stuff like that and then seeing what they're doing about it. So as a teaser, they actually released a picture of um, a new lithoid empire that's actually pre-made. So people have been asking, like, we do. I mean, I understand. Like, hey, can you make a couple of at least pre-made ones that are not randomly generated? Maybe there'll be quests around it or something. So they shared an empire. So my guess is yes, there will be quests around. And and I'm glad that they're waiting a little bit just. Give it a chance to bake. Keep keep improving it because you know what? Again, you guys have a Stellaris or Paradox. You've messed up several times in the last couple of years with some shoddy releases. Let's not keep rinsing and repeating. Let's improve. Right. And I, I know you don't read it, but I don't. recently in the past month, I'd say, there was a very, very popular post on Reddit through the Stellaris subreddit that gained a lot mm-hmm. of traction. And it was complaining mm-hmm. about the fact that they were frustrated that Stellaris and Paradox were basically continuing to add stuff to this game without mm-hmm. addressing the frustrations of performance mm-hmm. and of the AI. And existing problems that just keep coming back, like they can't address some of these issues. Right. And yeah, that was actually something else they'd mentioned is that there's some like particular bugs and stuff that were, you know, they were there again and you know they'd go and then they'd come back again and there's this long list of known issues that have been some of them have been known from the very beginning of Stellaris that have been reported on the subreddit on the forums and all these other various places where the developers have addressed them they've said okay we are we're aware right we know that this is happening and then these subreddit posters were like well where where were the fixes and so they had this lengthy post i mean i'm telling you it was very very thorough and it was really cool because they in that post they basically said hey, all right and, and and very specifically they said all right we're we understand the performance in the ai is an issue and that was the the main part of that post on the subreddit so it was cool to see that they're listening that they saw that post and maybe even other stuff and we're like all right let's Let's take a step back. Let's miss the holiday release window, 
which is a big deal. And, you know, do what's right by our fan base, which I think that takes a lot of balls. Hopefully it'll actually, you know, and this is something that was also said in the subreddit, but it hopefully will be rewarded Mm -hmm. by people who still purchase it after the holiday season. I think it will be. I think it will be. They have enough content to keep sales going if they do a proper sale for the winter sale or Black Friday or whatever they're going to call the next sale, which is probably coming soon. On And I know that there are sales going on right now, like on the Epic Store and Green Man Gaming. So if they do some good pricing, they'll keep pushing. I mean, Stellaris is a fantastic game, and it has a lot of, like, very, very loyal fans. So, you know, you take care of your fans, they'll take care of you back. For sure. Yeah, it's a huge game. So we'll see. I'm looking forward to seeing Federations and maybe some progress on the performance in AI in the new year. So next up, we have another Grand Strategy game in the form of Stellar Monarch, which is a one-man project by Chris Cosmic. He calls himself Silver Lemur. I like that name. But the Age of Technology expansion pack is expected soon. And with it, he's kind of started to unveil some of the stuff that's coming with new technologies, new hidden technologies, some new races. I think there's going to be three and then we've also got some mega structures that are coming and terraformation stuff. Really exciting stuff. So I've been diving in recently because I want to get a feel for the game and then hopefully review this expansion back too. But it's a lot. There's a lot to this game. And I think it's really cool. The presentation could use a little work. And some of the English is a little bit uh, disjointed. <laughs> That's probably the best word I could say. Um, but yeah, it's a game that I'm actually really enjoying more than I thought. So I'm looking forward to the Age of Technology expansion pack and letting you guys know how it is. All right. Well, we recently had uh, the third expansion DLC for Battletech called Heavy Metal. I love the name. Um, and this this is a pretty big one. So there's a paid aspect to it and a free aspect. And I'll focus on the free aspect because that's the new because it's it's pretty substantial. So first of all, they add two class so first of all before the first of all they're starting to go through the lore and they're trying to line up the game closer to the lore because that i think that's been a complaint like some of the stuff they're doing lore wise kind of feels out of place so they've been plumbing the lore delving getting stuff from there and uh, they added two new battle mechs two uh assault i think begins at 80 tons so two heavies the Marauder and the Warhammer, which both have interesting weapon loadouts. Now, one of the biggest updates is official mod support, and they're using the mod developer kit that's used by the greater community. Now, as far as I can tell, there's nothing going on with Steam Workshop, but I'm hoping that they'll do an integration for that in the future because I've just on my gaming rig, I do not go to Nexus mods or anywhere else. If I cannot find the mod on Steam Workshop, I don't use it. Simple as that. So it's not because I love the Steam Workshop because it's convenient. It's kind of like a one-stop shop that has everything that I need. Now, another thing that this uh, new content is doing is that it added two new maps that bring classic maps to the game from the lore then they added 40 new contract with various variation various various with new variants inside new recurring ally and enemy npcs so that feels more maybe like more updates to the flashpoints and um it's not obvious that some of the missions changed because they will look the same. And once you start the mission, then you'll see the changes. Another thing that they're doing is they're enforcing weight limits on certain missions, which on the one hand is how they should have done it in the first place to make sure that you use the correct max, because there's really no reason not to take, once you get into assaults, there's no reason not to take assaults for every mission. Just load out your assaults differently to make them faster. Uh, make him more tanky, make him, you know, more bullet spongy or make him, you know, some kind of a long distance missile platform or some kind of a bruiser, you know, but they're changing that and it's good, but it's also bad because that reinforcement mechanic just becomes that much more brutal. And it's not fun when, you know, you're going up against this impossible odds. So maybe, you know, they'll tackle that. Then they're, they changed the UI appearance for 
um, how the lost tech works and the stores and added a few more filters so you can figure out where the different weapons are. Uh, there's a new mech viewer, which is fantastic. You get like different views and you can paint it. They added more paint schemes and they added uh, more insignias that can, you can use for your land, like uh, your company um, or Merc crests. Then there uh, some Merc very the new mech variants for existing mechs because again trying to keep it closer to the lore and lots of bug fixes and things like that. UI optimization, AI. So it is you know if you're not buying the the additional content, you still get a whole bunch of free stuff that's awesome. So Airbrain Schemes is really kicking it. Now, I hope, I really, really hope that they're not moving on to the like Battletech 2. I believe that they got a few more DLC where they can keep improving the game and adding a little bit more content, more variety. But I guess we'll just have to wait and see. But I I mean, I'm very excited for it. I got the key. I'm messing with it. I plan to play it quite a bit during Thanksgiving. And uh, I'm going to write it up. It's, some of it will be brief. I'm working on a Q&A, but I'm definitely going to put something, you know, submit something to be published. So it's not just you doing stuff. Yay. <laughs> Makes me happy. Yay. But I'm only, you know, I, I mean, I'll on there and i'll say it for the foreseeable future i'm only working on stuff that like makes me just go wow i I have to say something more than just talk about it on the wax and other than that i just i have so little time that if i'm going to sit down and do it it's got to be something that makes me look forward to it you know yeah i understand totally so that's it for battletech well nate let Mm. me tell you about a game called spire sorcery for this week's what is Mm-hmm. Please do. Well, I think it's going to appeal to you, sir. Because, first of all, let's talk about the developers behind it. You might know them because they were the developers behind Eodore Genesis. Mm, yes, yes. Yeah, widely considered the best Eodore game. So, And then they went on to create the digital board game called Gremlins Incorporated, which I heard good things about. Never played. Mm-hmm. But... This game is, in a lot of ways, a possible real-time version of Thea. So, Yeah, that's an interesting one. It's an interesting twist. Yeah, so the idea is that you're... It's They're calling it a, a survival strategy game with indirect control. And the very... The big focus is of your characters, the characters that kind of, you know, not only get generated, but the ones you'll continue to meet and bring into your, like... Uh, like mage group but Mm -hmm. you're going to go out and you're going to collect resources much like you would thea you're going to equip your people you're going to cook food cast spells concoct substances research new stuff craft stuff all this stuff it's basically it really is it's very clearly very much like thea in a much different universe universe like you know world and I'm actually playing it. There was a very, very limited early access period where they only put the game on Steam for one day. Wow. They, did, That's... Yeah, they wanted to limit it. So they wanted to make sure that they weren't like inundated with a lot of people. Not that they thought they were going to be like, you know, million sellers or anything like that. But they wanted to limit early access to the people that were following it closely. And, you know, the biggest fans, quote unquote. And that way, the people that were involved in the early access were people that wanted to beta test, that wanted to give feedback. And I, I got it. I picked it up. So my plan is to do a Let's Explore of it at some point so people can see where it is and what it's like okay. and the direction it's headed in. But it's ex- expected for like a general, bigger early access period in the first quarter of next year. And like I said, it really is very reminiscent of what you'd consider possible real-time Theo. Well, that sounds very interesting. Yeah. Look forward to showing it off. Okay, well, I I have two interesting topics of discussion today, and both of them are massive LOL <laughs> topics, massive. But one of them is serious, and one of them is just, just for good humor. So let's begin with the serious I, one. You know what's funny? I was about to say I have no idea which one's which. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? <laughs> so, all right. So this is the serious one. So if this is the serious one, I hope people try to figure out what the humor one is. (laughs) Google Stadia. What a shit show, right? Oh, what is... Oh, my God. It's like like an idea guy. 
or gal or team thought up of like, oh man, we got to do cloud gaming. But they like, you know how for a while they were trying to spread into every city to lay the foundation with Google Fiber? They made all these were actually headed in my area at one point and then now they've uh, they've <laughs> rescinded all of it. Exactly. So not only have they not built up the so-called infrastructure to support Google Stadia, but they're relying on the goodwill of internet companies to uncap speeds so people can get what they need in order to play, play these games. And it's like there's so many negatives in that statement that are there enough negatives to make it like a cancel each other out so it becomes a positive? <laughs> not no, when I'm you're dealing with cable companies with internet companies, whatever you want to call them these days, internet providers, ISPs. It's nobody in their right mind would do something like that. Google didn't want to do it. Why would anybody else do it? So, yeah, do you know anybody that has a Stadia? I don't. I don't Me think anybody either. that I know have made that leap of faith. Yeah, and, and all the he- things I hear, I have not seen or heard a single positive thing about it. Not so one. you know what the big issue is, like the the one that like for okay, this is this, it's this, junk. No, that it, games are old. This makes me lots laugh, of I, lag. I feel so bad for the people that were like, all right, I believe in this. Let's do this. I mean, maybe they shouldn't Google, have. They should Google have already canceled it. <laughs> no, that would have been hilarious. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, they would have already come back and be like, oh, you know, we sent these things out, but we're done. No, the thing is, they sent these. So what it is? It's a dongle, right? That you plug in it's a little mm-hmm. usb port it's like mm-hmm. almost like yeah. an amazon tv thing or whatever yeah and, fire stick right and you then get a controller with it but so that's the initial thing they send you and mm-hmm. then in order to activate it they send you a code separately which mm-hmm. to me is just mind-bogglingly dumb but so what happens is a lot of these people are getting their google stadia like days even a week before they get their code. So they're just sitting there with this thing that they can't use because this, this Google code that you have to use to activate it isn't sent yet, hasn't arrived mm-hmm, yet. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So these people, like, I, I don't know if you saw, but on Twitter, there were people just losing their mind. Yeah, because they foaming were showing, at the bit. Well, yeah. and, and Not and chomping good, at the bit, yeah, foaming for good, at it. <laughs> for good reason. Because like they were going on Google's help desk, right? Or they were going into the, like their customer service queue mm-hmm. and it was five six seven hundred people long and you know people that were actually waiting were saying that for every hundred people it would take an hour to hour and a half so you do oh the math right God. some people yeah. were waiting in line on phone for 12 hours to get their google code and you know other people were just like screw it i'll wait and you know had to wait four five six seven days to get their code so that they can play the damn thing I mean, and then, then, yeah, you're right. There's lag. There's the two of the free games that come with it, the like the Founders Pack or whatever. Mm-hmm. One of them is a game that you can buy for $5 at GameStop right now, Destiny mm-hmm. 2. And then the other one is... It's the same as Assassin's Creed Odyssey. You can buy a used version of the game for like 10 bucks. Right. And then the other game that comes with it is like some Samurai Showdown game, you know, fighting game. And I watched video of it. It's so laggy that I'm like... How? What? Like it's it looks like a game from the '90s, and it's somehow so laggy that you can't possibly play it. It's right. a, a joke. It's Google, you're a joke. Google, don't be evil. Google, what happened to what happened to that? <sighs> you're embarrassing. Anyways, know, but, you know it would have been cool to see. You know, because I I'm all about having competition, right? And if Google had come in mm-hmm. and did something just like a traditional console, I think that would have been way more exciting. And I do believe that Google has the buying power to you know, oh, yeah. to start some studios like Microsoft did when they kind of jumped in, and mm-hmm. and now it just it's a joke. It's a complete yeah. joke. Yeah. Uh, and let me Speaking go through jokes. my Google Docs real quick. <laughs> As uh, we make fun of Google and let me see about Google Sheets and my Gmail and YouTube. And, oh, what? I got banned from all of this. How did that happen? Sorry. Oh, algorithms. We, yeah, jeez. Yeah, I don't, I don't want to get us banned from everything. So, yeah, right. so, yeah speaking of, of uh, say what? So this is, okay, this, this is just, one of those things where, like, this isn't about video games, but this is about showmanship and salesmanship and pie in the sky you know like this is how it relates to video games this topic 
and I'm going to tell you what it is in a second, is one of those things where like we're promised the moon and there's all this hype and all this like buzz and people are just going nuts over it. And then we see what's delivered and everybody's kind of standing there like, hey, man, don't you have mobile? Don't you game on your phone? Doesn't everybody have a phone like for Diablo Immortal like that? That's kind of what this felt like. So this past week, Elon Musk, in case you didn't know who he was, he's a businessman, something weirdo who through his ingenuity, Tesla is like his final product and cars and solar systems and things, you know, solar panels and solar roofs and SpaceX. So, I mean, I got no, I got mad respect for this dude, but some of the things he does are so weird. So they're debuting the new Tesla truck, right? And everybody's like, oh, I've seen all these mock-ups of the Tesla truck based on some other vehicles they have, you know, and then they show us this, this triangle, this wedge, this cheese wedge <laughs> with wheels. And I'm just like, I, I was kind of excited. This is kind of made me think a little bit of uh, about like you know Steve Jobs when he was alive debuting some Apple products like the first iPod when I saw that I was like what that is amazing and I have mine still and it's it still works that's the kicker but anyways so here's this truck right and then he's talking about like this amazing glass this unbreakable glass and it bre he breaks it twice <laughs> and then it's like it's like this whole thing is going on and like people are stunned, right? And then finally Danny goes, oh, one more thing. And it's like, oh, finally he's going to actually show us the truck. This is going to be amazing. And then instead we see like this, what was it, an RTV or something like that? <laughs> and I was just like, dude. And this is, talk about a bait and switch. We see this in video games all the time, but. This is how, like, why I'm talking about this. Because this makes me think of, like, this ridiculous stuff that we see in video games, like Destiny or something like that, you know? All these games where they make all these promises, and at the end, what we get is not what they promised. Well, it's like this thing. And it's like it's like Google Stadia, you know? They promise the sky, and then they don't even give you dirt. They don't even give you the flushed remains of a toilet trip, you know? Yeah, well, the problem is that, I don't know if you saw, but Elon said that 134,000 people have already pre-ordered it. That you know what that tells me. There's 134,000 people with bad tastes. That's one way of putting it. There's 134,000 people who can't. You know what? You know what it is, right? You know what essentially this truck is. I mean, it's it's, it's, it's the, the Model the X shaped like cheese <laughs> that had. Uh, intercourse with a DeLorean. <laughs> so it went like back in time and this this block of cheese and a DeLorean got together and this truck came out. And essentially, it's basically like the Model X, which is like the uh, mid-size SUV or three-row or whatever it is that I think runs for like 120 grand or something like that. 90 to 120 grand being sold for something like 40 grand and topping out at like 70 or 80 grand. So that's what it is. But my God, it's like I'm looking at like 70s visions of what the future is going to look like. And then when those years rolled around and the cars didn't look like that, I was actually relieved. The ugly cars we have now still look better than most of the futuristic cars from the older sci-fi movies until a few nights ago. Because well, Elon Musk is like, no, I'm, I must make this car look like that. Hold my beer. <laughs> yeah. well, and so there's a, a, I think it's a photo of Total Recall. I, I was. Yes. Yes. Where they I show saw the that truck. One. That's a funny meme. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's like the exact truck. <laughs> yeah. So bad. And there's, uh, there's another one. Do you remember Tango in Cash? Oh, uh, yes. Yes. Or, yes, I do. Yes. That one was, looked more like a jelly bean crossed over with a watermelon raised yeah. with <laughs> like push bars and you know light bars and everything but this is equally like absurd it almost looks like a vehicle that they're going to use to like this is actually a traffic fighter because if you one thing you saw at the end of it is how when the rtv was coming in the rear end dropped so it's easier for it to get into that back area right yeah well they're going to use some kind of a suspension drop so you can drop the front end and like slam cars in front of you on the freeway and throw them out of the way, kind of like a Fast and Furious movie. <laughs> so you can clear. Mad if, Max. if it can do that, I want. I will buy that. If I can do that in traffic, 
because my car can do that. I'd be like, yo, I didn't buy a tank. I don't know, man. Elon Musk, sue him. I'm just driving his car. I might consider getting it. I might be one of those 134,001 people. If I can move cars out of traffic or maybe get a parking spot, you know, you're pulling up to a spot and all the spots are taken. So you get a little speed and you kind of like drive under the cars and knock two or three out. You have perfect parking spot. I'm like, okay, I'll do it. Why not? <laughs> but yeah, it's just that, you know, we're always kind of serious with these topics. And this just was such a fun little thing that happened that I, I felt like we had to talk about it. And I'm curious to see what people will say. I'm genuinely curious see what kind of uh, feedback we're going to get whether we're going to be told to stop wasting people's time and just talk about video games or oh that was fun we had fun you know i'm curious yeah. <laughs> speaking of video games what have you been playing mm. man uh this week i've been playing two games three games actually xcom Human- 2 the xcom 2 no xcom 2 xcom 2 and xcom no i'm kidding i've been playing xcom 2 uh i've done some humankind messing around with humankind and um, I've done, uh, I've been playing Battletech a little bit. I started playing Battletech because I got heavy metal and I have my old campaign, which is like, I don't know, like 80 something hours into it and all these things. I'm trying to see if my old campaign is able to update to the newest content, because if it is, I'll just continue it and explore the content. If it isn't, I might have to start a new save and that's going to kind of push back some of the like my, the article and the Q and a, because until I see the stuff at work, I, I don't know, you know? Yeah. I, so. I'd hope that it would just be something you could access with your present campaign or else. Well, we'll see. I mean, I think I, I fired it up and some of the features of the new content were there, especially like looking on the map when you're using different filters to find locations where you want to go. So you can, you know, purchase stuff from their shops or particular missions, but like the, the unit painter, I guess, where you can zoom in on your Mac and like try different designs on it. I couldn't find where to activate it. So I'll keep looking. Maybe I'll, you know, message them and ask them about it. So we'll see, but yeah, I'm, I'm pretty excited. There's just some good gaming coming, at least for me. What about you? What have you been playing? You're going to hate me, but I Uh-oh. decided to fire up Backer Build 5 of Phoenix Point. Uh, I'm not going to hate you, Rob. Look, <laughs> my issue is not with people playing it. You know, I know for I whatever know. reason, people, my issue is with Snapshot Games. I get my it. issue I is with the Epic Store. So, so if you, I know you, I've, you've said it's fantastic, but it's not XCOM 2. So I don't care. Ha! See. Well, I've played both, and mm-hmm. I'm not going to say anything about my preference, but I like Phoenix Point better. Um, <laughs> really? Yeah. It's Hold just... on. Hold on. I'm not going to say anything about my pre- preference whatsoever. Phoenix Point's better. What? No, nothing, nothing. I was going to say anything. I am enjoying it more. I just think that the the general speed and pacing of it feels a lot better, and I just I enjoy the break away from aliens better too so but the but that's the thing is like phoenix point they are alien right but they're weird looking monster things and they're just i don't know the the models and the graphics are extremely good i it's really hard oh, to, they, it better be because how much money did they take from us to build it all up <laughs> so they can sell it to somebody else <laughs> well okay so i did enjoy that i've been i have i've really been you know I've, i think i found my XCOM too. Which because is? I've really I've really enjoyed Wilderness a lot. Yeah. Yeah. I keep going back to it. I really like the battles. I love how the game like just evolves and my my characters evolve. Like one of my characters just like sacrificed itself to like some crow god thing mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. became a crow. <laughs> like a nice. giant crow person. Oh, so that's basically <laughs> you're playing Thea too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's it's awesome. It's so cool. And then my my character model changed to look like a crow. Like I had a crow head, and I don't know. It's just there's so many cool things about it, and there's just a lot of like divergent storytelling that happens. And mm. every time I play it, I see something new, and I just I really like that. So that's that's good. That's that's important. That's the thing. That's one of the things that draws me to come too is the mods, or are the yeah. mods because they're constantly being updated. There's new aliens being added, new options. It's just so much stuff out there. I found mods that blew my mind. I found mods on Nexus mod that obviously cannot make it to Steam for a reason, but they're definitely um, interesting is the best way I can describe it. Yeah. 
Well, snoring. and then I also, uh, as part of, I, I just recently posted something about 10 crowns accepting mm-hmm. new testers mm-hmm. for their, I'm sorry, I should go back and say Mohawk Games is accepting new testers for their game for mm-hmm. 10 crowns. And I have been in that beta too. I can't say much about it, but I have been playing it and I wanted to revisit it as it was sort of, it's making this big push for new testers and I wanted to maybe maybe uh, make up for the fact that I haven't been the greatest tester ever. So mm. I went back and played a little bit and provided some feedback and stuff. So that's that's the extent of my gaming this week. It's been a very busy week for me. Nice. Yeah, no, busy for different reasons, but I'm hoping to do some good gaming this upcoming week. For sure. Yeah, so we'll have a lot to talk about next week because I will also have a lot of gaming time. Excellent. Excellent. Okay, well, Well, I think it's time to wrap up, yeah? Yeah, quick thank you to everybody who supports us in every way, through the Discord, Mm -hmm. through the site, Mm -hmm. through the the Steam forums, and especially through Patreon. So thank you very much Mm -hmm. to everybody who does that. We love you. Yes. Yes, we do. (laughs) Virtual roses to everybody. Hugs and kisses. Hugs and kisses. He's a he's a loving guy, guys. Yeah, I'm hallucinating. That's what it is. I'm exhausted. I'm about to fall asleep at the computer. (laughs) I know. Uh, For those of you who are listening right now, I promise you that a great majority of this podcast was edited out (laughs) because both of us have been uh, we've been tripping over ourselves. All right. Well, thanks to everyone, and thanks for joining me, Nate. But this was Rob and Nate for Explominate. Wait, did you say thank Germinate? What? I don't know. What did I say? <laughs> Thanks, Germinate. What? <laughs> you know what? This is Robin Nate for Explominate. We're going to wrap this up now. So see you guys next week. <laughs> see ya. Bye. <laughs>